0: Hey everyone, Mario Selenas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo Origin Gates Daily Podcast. And once again, thrilled to be bringing story time to you. I trust that the story I share with you today will leave some kind of mark or deposit in your life as a result of some principles that I will draw from the story that I'll be bringing. Years ago, I was assigned among with uh, 16 or 17 other men and women to go down to San Antonio, Texas in the US to build a cafeteria wing on an existing, off of an existing building for a group of Bible school students and professors and the president of the school in San Antonio. Our assignment was to fly into San Antonio from Connecticut, where we would meet up with a van that belonged to our church and was carrying a trailer full of supplies, materials and tools that the tradesmen from our group would put to good use to build this uh, wing of the school, which happened to be a cafeteria and some offices and so on. We had one week to complete the project, and it was a very ambitious project. The lumber would be waiting for us there as they had ordered it from a local supply place for lumber. But the tools and some of the materials would be coming from Connecticut in the church van and trailer, and the, the teams, of course, that would be working would be flying in. There was one more assignment that wasn't really... Uh, announced as much, and that was one of us would be speaking in the chapel services for this particular Bible school every day, bringing different subjects and teachings to the students there as they were in training to be ministers of the gospel. That person uh, happened to be me. I was the one who was assigned to be speaking every day from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the chapel services but during the other times from 7 a.m. to let's say 8 when I would start getting ready to go into the chapel service and then from 10.30 or so when I would be finished all the way till the evening, I would be working with the work crews. So because the majority of the time uh, that I would be in San Antonio would be given to building and because I didn't want to come across as some kind of prima donna preacher that would only speak but not be willing to work hard with the other individuals, men and women, who were building every day. And because I was somewhat insecure, because I did not have experience in framing and roofing and doing some of the other work pertaining to construction, I decided that I'm going to do something that will make me fit in and make me look like one of the guys and make them respect me as one of their own. So what I did was I went to eBay, on eBay, and I ordered a specific carpenter's belt. And it's the type of belt that you can have nails and screws and things in the different pouches in front of the belt and to the side is a slot to have your hammer and perhaps a cutting knife and things like that for the work that we would be doing on this particular construction zone. So the, the the one that I bought was a used one. I wanted one that looked weathered, that looked old, that looked like somebody had been doing this their whole life. And I found the most good condition, weathered carpenter's belt and I bought it. I think it was about $20 or so. And it was very good quality, high quality, well kept and yet looked very, very used. And sure enough, because none of the individuals that were with me on this trip had ever seen me in action or in action in this particular case. They did not know that the owner of that belt had no construction experience almost whatsoever. But the belt made me look like I did. So the very first day, I'll never forget this. Uh before I went up to speak and and before I changed into a suit to go into the chapel to speak to all the students, I I ended up putting on my construction clothes, which again, I I found the oldest used clothes I could find from my closet to look like I did this a lot. I put on my carpenter's belt and I found, of course, a used hammer and tools that looked like I did this uh, again and and i went on the construction site so the very first job was to to drive some nails into some long 4 inch nails into some uh framing studs and things of that nature for framing and i was given the assignment to to nail these boards over there and when i and, and because because of the way things happen on construction sites i don't know how it is in your countries or your part of the us if you're us based But the the construction crews have an an amazing, especially the seasoned um, tradesmen who did this for a living, the roofers, the framers, the the finished carpenters, the individuals that really knew what they were doing, they were always out on the look for someone that was trying to pose as I was that day. So uh, out of the corner of their eye, they were all watching me to see how I was going to Drive those nails. It's a simple task, but it will show someone what you're made of and how you handle the tools and this, this really simple responsibility of driving some nails into some boards. And my very few swings of the hammer from my nice, uh, weathered, uh, leather carpenter's belt, my very few first few swings on those nails were misses. And I heard one of the seasoned uh construction workers that was on our crew facetiously ask the others, "Guys, is is it is it happy or is it sad?" And I had no idea what he meant. I didn't even realize he was talking about me. But what he was asking was uh when, when the hammer hits when you miss the nail and the hammer hits the stud or the piece of wood that you were supposed to drive the nail through, and you miss and you hit the wood with the, the, the blunt edge of the ha- hammer. If you hit it uh, with the bottom of the front of the hammer, it will make what looks like a smiley face. But if you hit it with the top of the front of the hammer, you will make what looks like a sad face. And that's why one of the construction workers said, is it happy or is it sad? Is it a smiley face or is it a sad face? And the guys started laughing and after a little while, after a few more misses and after bending some nails and having to ask the guys to help me get them out and and some more embarrassing moments like that, it was very clear to me what the happy sad thing was all about and it was very clear to everyone that I had no clue about anything to do with construction. Not long after I started this uh, arduous journey with them to to build this um, cafeteria, it was my time to go change into a suit to leave the crew and to go over into chapel and to preach. And there was a lot of high expectation about me speaking. I remember that the pastor of the church that I was serving under as an associate and youth pastor, he had spoken highly of me to the president of the school. There was high expectation that I would deliver something and bring something specific for the students. So there was some pressure there on me in terms of that. But that was what I did. That was what I was good at. That's what I was growing in. So everything went very well on the preaching end of things, much better than the construction end of things. I finished the first day, there was good reports, uh, we went actually straight to lunch because the service went really long, we ended up praying for students and so on, so after lunch I changed again into my work gear and I joined the guys and continued to, uh, this time they didn't give me any responsibility that I would be on my own, they they gave me responsibilities where I would serve with someone else and I would be his kind of right hand man, And he would be the one doing the the, the important stuff and the the things that required some level of expertise. So I I learned a lot on that trip. I learned a lot about construction. I learned a lot about even speaking uh, publicly to to students and such, and also how to position myself in front of the president of this Bible school and his entourage. And and there there were many things I learned, but the one lesson that I left with more than anything was if we try to fit into something we weren't really destined to accomplish and to do, we will fail. If we focus on what we are good at and what we are called to do, there will be more success there. I was I was posing as someone who was an expert or had a a measure of experience in construction and very quickly it became clear to everyone that I was posing. But when I did what I was called to do, there was great success and really good results. So much so that at the end of my time there on the Friday, we started on Monday, on the Friday before the weekend, we were going to be leaving on Saturday. The students and the and the teachers and the principal called me to the front after I was finished speaking and they presented me with a check for $1,000 as an honorarium for speaking to them. And the, prince, the president of the school said, it's very important for you to receive this. We want you to receive this because we want the students to recognize that there is both honor that will be given to them for carrying out their assignments well. But at the same time, uh, that, that there is benefit in doing this uh, for those who come in and we have to honor them. And so... Uh, the lesson was, of course, being presented to the students by giving me this honorarium. I received it graciously. And then after we went to lunch, I said to the pastor of the church, I can't receive this check. And I said to the principal of the the president of the school who was at, our, at my table, I received the check. I received this honorarium. And I, I speak blessing over all that was involved in this coming to me. However, I cannot receive it because... Everyone else here is on a volunteer basis. The 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 professionals that are building this building out there and really spent 20 or 30 years uh, honing their craft and becoming experts at what they're doing out there to build this cafeteria for you, they are here on their own dime. They're spending their own money to come here and they're not getting paid. And I don't feel it's fair to them that I should receive a thousand dollars for what I did, which was only one hour a day when they're working eight or nine hours a day, swinging hammers and nailing uh, shingles on the roof and doing all the things that they do so expertly. So the president looked at me, looked me in the eye and he nodded and he he took the check from me and he said, I received the check back from you with the honor with which it's given. And I honor you for your heart to recognize what you did you've come into another level he said of, of honor and understanding of how to interact with people well it wasn't long after i did this that the word spread it wasn't something i said but the word spread about what i had done i don't know who leaked it i don't know who spoke of it first i'm assuming it was the pastor of the church and the president of the school but the construction workers that I was doing the, the jobs with after my speaking engagements had found out what I had done. And nothing was said about it by anyone until we got back to Connecticut. And a couple of weeks after going back, one of the one of the lead construction uh, experts, one of the tradesmen that uh, was with us and was kind of heading up the operation, he asked to see me after church on a Sunday. This was a couple of weeks after we'd returned, we'd given reports about what happened. And he presented me with a tool set that was identical to his own that had been transported down there with the van and the the, the trailer that was bringing the tools. And I had marveled at his tool set because he had all these drill bits and, and all these different tool bits in it that were titanium coated And they were absolutely beautiful and and it was an elaborate set. And he said, I went out and found the exact set that I own and I bought a brand new one for you. He said, I heard what you did. I heard that you gave the check back. And he said, I want to honor you because you learned something. You learned that you're not really gifted in or cut out for construction. And he laughed and he said, you're good at making smiley faces on the wood. Not many sad ones, he said. Mostly smiley ones, which is positive. But he said, you don't have a clue about construction. But he said, you're a very gifted communicator. But he said, you're even more gifted at caring and loving people. And so he said, we honor what you've done, the guys and I. And I went and bought this out for you. And I hope that you'll remember the lesson that you learned here. Stick with what you're good at and let your heart lead the way. I still have that tool set to this day. There are a few drill bits missing when the kids would borrow it to do something and so on, but I still keep it to this day and there's never a time I open it that I don't remember this lesson that I learned and which I hope I'm imparting to you today, which is stick with what you're good at. Keep growing in your strengths. Keep following what's on your scroll. Be yourself. Don't try to be someone else and don't covet someone else's assignment, expertise, or even the the accolades that come with how well they do their job and you will be rewarded not only on earth but also in heaven which is more important for us so i bless you today i hope that there was something from this that remains with you or if nothing else you you heard a fun story and uh keep smiling (laughs) keep uh being joyful and full of the spirit of the living god I honor every one of you in the nations. You come from the households and the tribes that are represented here. And until we speak again, Shalom.